Hello and welcome to I Spit On Your Grades, the viral edition. And that's not just because Mercer's back. I'm back, bitches! <laughs> yes, Mercer is here again from the Far East Sex Tour, along with Faye as well. How are we both? Good, thank you. Yeah, a little yeah. itchy, but other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> well, you get it because it's got an Because I've got an STD. <laughs> It were yeah. always there. <laughs> it, it's just blossoming. Yeah. It's come out on its own now. Yeah. yeah. That's, a hot tub will do that for you. Yes. Yes, it will, I imagine. I don't know. I have no idea how herpes or any STD gets on in a hot tub. But anyway. <laughs> As you can tell already, dear listener, we have gone very virus heavy and we find ourselves weirdly topical. This time around, we've yeah, we sh- we should probably say something about this just yeah. to. When we go through these films, anything we say in jest is not mocking those victims mm-hmm. or anyone. The the current situation suffering yeah. in this current situation. Yeah. Thank you to everyone for getting in touch with us over the past week or so to nominate your favorite viral films as well. We've had over thirty different films nominated, Ooh. so. Well done, well done, dear listener. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. We do appreciate it. Including The Stand was nominated. Not enough. So if you do want to listen to anyone talk about The Stand, you'll have to find another podcast, I'm afraid. But please don't leave us. Stay with us. As we discuss the actual public pick 28 days later. Of to be fair, that you called that I pretty did. much as soon as I we did. said we were going to do it. I mean, it's you know, it, it it does. It's what would instantly come to your mind if you did think of virus and viral films. I guess, yeah. It's not what any of us instantly went to. So no, that's true. I'm hmm. just saying, in the grand scheme of things, twenty eight days later is probably one of the more Obvious choices. It's one of the more recognisable ones, obviously, yeah. with Danny Boyle being directed as well. Yeah. People, everyone knows Danny Boyle, everyone knows his Bond work and his other mainstream, so it's no surprise that his zombie flick also gets the public vote and attention. I don't think I know any other Danny Boyle films. <laughs> oh, I don't. I can't think Shallow of them. Shallow Grave? I love Shallow Grave. Is that Danny Boyle? I think so. Transpine? Oh, yeah, that's Danny Boyle. Hey, Transpine. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly the biggest. Biggest one by him, and also the awful, shittiest mm. one. Yeah. You are wrong, sir, but carry on. But, as I say, we will cover 28 Days Later after our picks. So, I've gone slightly left field with mine this week. I know some people might not find it in the horror genre, per se. And to be honest, if you go into your local high street store, you probably won't find it in the horror section. But it is the truly brilliant contagion. Hmm. It's horrifying. Hmm. I mean, when you suggested it, I, I did question whether it fell under the horror category. Mm. But then who am I to decide what does and doesn't? You're no one to decide. But, they, <laughs> but to be fair, then when I saw actually a few people also suggested contagion... I was a bit like, ah, you know. Yeah, I do want to give a possibly spe- does. I do want to give a special shout out to Eric Reiner on Facebook who did come to us with the uh, suggestion for Contagion as well. Well done, Eric. You've got exceptional film taste. <laughs> T- tell us why you picked Contagion, Chris. He has picked Contagion. Spoiler alert: 
because Gwyneth Paltrow dies. <laughs> to be fair, she dies within about ten minutes, so it's not the not the greatest of spoilers. But a really easy, great payday for Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Almost as easy as just sticking the smell of your fanny in candles. <laughs> as if she did that. Oh my god. We're keeping the tone high on this episode. Right, so we'll get into contagion. Yep. There's so much to unpack from this film. It's an hour, around an hour and 45 minutes length. It's only 20 minutes or so longer than the other two films that got picked for this this week's episode. Yeah, it packs in nearly 10 times as much. I know some people feel it has too, <laughs> it may have too much going in on there, but we'll break it down as we go as we go along. I see you want to say something on the subject of how much is in there. Okay. I, I was just going to say it also feels 10 times longer mm-hmm. than any of the other films we've watched. I, it's, it's, um, we commented on this earlier. It's simply because there's so many characters, you have to follow all their stories to conclusion and it it just feels like you've never got enough time to focus on one character and what they're going through. It almost... You kind of don't care for them, really. Because... And they chuck in quite a few, like, passage-of-time montages mm. so that, you know, they can do a story and we are actually focusing on the story. That's to show it's how... A bit like... That's to show how quickly the virus spreads during that time frame. We should probably mention the plot very briefly. So, virus stuff. Virus, infection, flu, whatever you want to call it, for the purposes of this film. Starts out in the Far East, much like your sex tour. <laughs> And then it's just, the, and then we see the Center for Disease Control, the World Health Organization, how it impacts them as they try to tackle the epidemic, and also how it impacts on the day to day lives of those individuals also affected. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, and namely, Mr. Matt Damon and Jude Law. Matt Damon. Yes, and Jude Law doing what I can. We apologize. We sent we sent the Australians, sent prisoners out there. And then Jude Law does this to the accident. <laughs> it is it is Dick Van Dyke level of horrible accent accentry. Is accentry? that accentry? I like that. Welcome with that. Accentry. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, until you asked <clears throat> whether he was doing Australian, I just thought he were a Cockney. But the worst. It, the thing is, when he's doing his accent, it it does slip into Cockney yeah. for like ninety percent of the time, and then just puts a Australia every now and again in. I wonder maybe he might have moved to Australia. So he's developed in Australia. A hybrid accent. Maybe. I'm going to give him that because that's the only thing that will save that performance. We'll go, be fair, the performance is great for every minute. The accent is not so. <sighs> the performance is great. Mm. Anyway, let's break, as I say, we'll break down some of the bits and pieces there. Firstly, I just wanted to comment on the realism of the epidemic here mm. obviously with things going on as they are as we've already touched on at the moment it's easy to see how these things can spread the shots at the start of the film where we have the spread of the virus where we see just the door the the doorknobs the handshakes the buses those little things that you do every day to show how fast this can actually spread really smartly done i feel yeah i think that's where this horrifying element comes into it um, just the spread of it, just from holding a pole or just from shaking hands with someone, touching someone's phone. We all do it. We're, we're all touching things around us. And I think that's the scary part of it, is that it's all too real. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, it is one of the first things I wrote down was I thought it was cool mm-hmm. how they showed 
a potential transfer of the virus. Yeah. And like you said, the everyday things like when you hand your card over to somebody mm. or they hand you the card machine, <laughs> you, you put your hands all over it. Anything non-card based. You know? <laughs> I don't know how to do anything else except use my cards. <laughs> pay, please. <laughs> Can I pay? Um, no, but yeah, and, and like you said earlier, the, you don't think twice about like brushing your hair out of your face or yeah. wiping your mouth. Like if you've had a drink or something, even though you've touched all these things during course of day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did think it was pretty cool the way like the camera kind of panned from peanuts to card to machines to just following mm. everything. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and I like the way as well. It keeps the it's a film about a virus and obviously the effects of that. And they want to cover the science around it, they want to cover what they do, but they don't so much dumb it down as just lay it out piece by piece easily to follow i like i like the science in it i think it's accessible just simple bite-sized pieces break down the science so even i could follow it so you know exactly what's going on you, you do get like you you know blaming like well what's to blame is it does it come from asia is it the fish is it come from people i i, I like the paranoia that surrounds it because it, it's really true to life I like, I, I, you know, I think the science was fine. It, it didn't overcomplicate anything. Uh, but it is a big budget movie, so it's not going to overcomplicate anything. Otherwise, its target audience won't have a clue what's going on. But I just found, not the science confusing, just like you said earlier, the amount of different characters and jumping from story to story. And I couldn't even work out, like, whether they were all working together or separate where they were in or, the world and yeah we're a bit like I'm not really like I can't follow you because you're not giving me enough time yeah. to take a grasp on who you are or where you are yeah it, it ends up being that it's done so fast that you you don't have it's done so fast but them. over the longest period of time <laughs> yeah, it is so long it's very Sorry, long Chris, it's so long <laughs> it feels long but I suppose we've completely like jumped to all the kind of science and the way the movie's shot. Um, I will say, Gwyneth Paltrow was good at pretending to be sick. She was good at pretending <laughs> to be sick. Pale and clammy. Until she had a fit. Oh, God, she cannot fit. I, I, I don't have any reference of her fitting in anything else, but that was not a good fit. That one before, she's not going to be winning the yeah. Academy Award for best fit in a uh-huh. role. No. I'm sure the intention when she were fitting wasn't to have people grinning from ear to ear. No. <laughs> no. No. I think it meant no. to be hit a little bit harder than that. Yeah. And, and they opened up a head as well, which made me think, you know, does she choose roles where people are just messing with the head? It's obviously seven. Her head ends up in a box. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. We're really cracking down the poor Grenfell. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, we are. But Let's, let's talk Jude Law, because I know... You were supportive for his when I said his performance is great. I just thought you were awful. Sorry, Chris. I thought you were awful. I think his the Julia Julian Assange esque WikiLeaks founder story angle they had with him. I thought it was I thought it was really good. I liked the whole Vasifia storyline as well. I liked well actually. If I'm being honest, there were parts where I went. I don't understand what the point is in Jude Law. Why is he in this film? It's, and it's... then they brought that Vasifia thing, and I'm like. All right, I get it now. Mm. But, like, I don't give a shit that you were a reporter. I don't give a shit that you almost broke the thing. I don't give a shit about him. 
I just thought you were a bit of an egotistical it's... prick, and I just didn't like him. And his storyline, yeah, the story, the arc of his storyline was That's... good, but I just. Didn't believe him. I couldn't get past, I probably couldn't get past his accent. No, that's the thing though, is he's not the important thing. The storyline is the important thing. The whole homeopathic fake remedy, be honest, they're ahead of their time with the whole social influencing part. He's making a fortune and being paid to promote a product that he knows is absolute garbage. Mm. He's making money off that in the same way that a lot of social influencers may have products that they absolutely hate, but will happily pocket the cash in return for promoting them. So they're ahead of their time on that story angle. I, I've got it. I, I'm indifferent to his acting. I think it's fine. It didn't really offend me. But am I... And I'm sorry to be shallow here. Are they his teeth? No, I think he had film? a fake tooth on. Right, okay. Because I don't know. I couldn't stop looking at it when they did a side. I just don't know what's going on with that tooth. No, me neither. That uh, I, think really like, I think that might be there to help me with his accent. <laughs> Air quotes, accent. 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 I will say that I, I, I do disagree. The story is important, Chris, yeah, but if it's not conveyed correctly, then the story loses its meaning. So for me, I could, I, I really didn't like him. I really didn't find him captivating or engaging. So his story made me go, what is the point in him even being in this film? Just moving on from Jude Law... <gasps> There were some bad decisions made in this film. Laurie Fishburne's wife goes, oh, I'm going to tell you something, but don't tell anyone. She's going to go and tell someone. Dumping antidotes in the back of a van we aren't even testing, first of all. And then just driving off. They did test. They didn't. They, they shoved it up her nose. No, they shoved it up her nose and kicked her yeah. out because they gave her an antidote. Well, yeah, because he... But the point is, they're now going back to that village with placebos. You need to, you need to test... You need... <laughs> One of the carry a chem lab around in the back of the Land Rover. Yeah, I'm not sure they would have tested. And it took her back. I took her back and made sure she were all right first. But made sure there were no side effects. But that's like that's like in the Simpsons when they give Lisa gives Homer a rock and says it keeps tigers away. Do you see any tigers? Just because she's not ill doesn't mean that she's immune from it because of this. She may just not have it. Do you know? What I think was the biggest stupid decision made by pretty much every single character is. Whilst they were investigating these illnesses, flying to Japan or whatever, none of them wore a mask mm. or gloves or anything. They'd be like in the hotel rooms. They know how the viruses pass. They know how quickly it passes. Yeah. But they didn't really do anything to protect themselves. So when poor Kate Winslet, bless her cotton socks, got herself ill, you kind of think to yourself, girl, like you're the medical, you're the specialist in this. Yeah. Put some fucking gloves on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why yeah. didn't yeah. you? I, I imagine it's because... If you get the virus on a pair of gloves, you're going to transmit around anyway because it's on your gloves. So unless she walks around taking on and putting off gloves constantly while she's there, it makes absolutely no difference whether it's on your hands or whether it's on a pair of gloves. Except if it's on your hands, you're going to get the virus. If it's on the gloves, you can biohazard that shit in a bag. And she's, yeah, she's get on every day just set herself on fire and just have a daily, daily fire bath. That's how you get rid of it. Well, that guy she was with her, his wife does... They comment that she's setting fire to the uh, to the clothes, burns everything, which shows that paranoia that runs through the whole film as well. Yeah. When, especially with the secret cure that the French and the Americans have been working on, mm. not that we'd ever expect to see them in bed at any point, but the whole parent everything running through is just paranoid. As as you said, the tri- the 
the villagers when they kidnap her to get first dibs on the antidote. Mm. I'll tell you what was weird. When Laurie Fishburne delivers the antidote to that kid and starts explaining how handshakes came to be. I, did, I, <laughs> I, I heard you that? say it. Like, <laughs> what's that? Oh, I, I completely missed it. I think... Sorry, I think I zoned out quite a lot. <laughs> oh, God. Because I think at this point, the film could have ended already. Yeah, it, it could have. He, he explains why... What hand, how handshakes originate mm. because with the social distancing they've had to do, no one shakes hands and he's able to shake hands with them and he explains it's, that's where handshakes But they, they've the only not point. been able to it's shake hands. It's never been a year. Yeah, it's been like a 133 month. 133 days or something. Oh, I think longer it was. than a month. A bit longer than a month. So nearly <laughs> six nearly six months of not being able to interact with people. Doesn't mean that you forget. Yeah, I, I still remember I had what to a handshake stop drinking is. for like six months or something. I didn't forget. I had to put a pint glass to my mouth. To be fair, the likelihood of that kid knowing where the handshake came from originally, though, is quite. But I think that's slim. the point. It's like, oh, does he even care? Um, I think my favorite thing in the film, slightly off, was when we were watching where the virus came from, mm-hmm. and we were tracking Gwyneth Paltrow in the casino. And, like, literally, no matter where Gwyneth Paltrow went or what she did, we managed to get a perfect close-up of her leaving a glass or her leaving a phone. <laughs> Didn't matter what she did, the cameras in that, like, <laughs> casino in Japan literally must just be lined across the entire roof it's, it's just a, to catch every single movement. It's because they knew Gwyneth Paltrow on it, and they were just taking pictures. Yeah, like she's that. an A-lister. They want to keep track of her. You said A-lister, cast-wise, the film's got a massive, yeah, massive huge. cast. It's a proper budget film. Mm-hmm. Big budget. The biggest film. of our choices, I'd yeah, say. I, probably, I, I think it'll probably be the biggest choice that we ever have on the show. Mm. Maybe, potentially. Who yeah. knows? Unfor- <laughs> unfortunately, some people do get wasted on from their screen time. Elliot Gould, great yeah. actor, unfortunately, criminally in the Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston also did spend a great deal of time on screen. But then again, if you're going to have all these A-list casts, then unfortunately that's going to happen. And you're going to have an ensemble piece and you're going to have to sacrifice time. I think the biggest crime was the amount of time Matt Damon had. Yeah. He was sorry, just playing, sorry, Matt Damon. He was but... just playing Matt Damon. <coughs> that's all they were doing. Which is fine. Everyone loves Matt Damon. Uh... He's all right. He's not bad. <coughs> oh my God, sorry. he's infected. <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm Burn I'm, him. I am riddled with disease. Um, <coughs> and if we never do another podcast, you'll know why now. Yeah. Okay, so I think we've, however brief we've been with the film, because to be honest with you, dear listener, we listened back to last week's Home Invasion episode, and we can listen to ourselves speak for hours and hours and hours, but we felt that we didn't want to punish you for that long again, so we're trying to keep a tighter ship on the runtime. Contagion should have really done that as well. <laughs> so I'm just gonna sum this up now. Contagion, A-list cast, A-list storyline, A-list film, and a winner for best viral film. Now we're moving on to my choice for viral film. Um, this is probably the only section you're going to want to hear because this is obviously going to be a winner this week. Is Pontypool. Ooh. Ooh, that's right, bitches. I've not gone with viral infections and medical 
I can't think of what I want to say there, but medical. This is a different kind of virus film. This is virus film with words, which is brilliant and original. Yeah, uh, Pontypool's fantastic. I loved it first time I watched it, which was many moons ago. Um, I loved it when I rewatched it the other night for doing this. Um, it's got Stephen McCatty in it and Lisa Hall, who are like a dream team. Um, when it comes to acting, they're in Dreamland not so long ago together as well. And uh, yeah, it, uh, just to give a brief update, is basically um, character Grant Mazzy is a radio host, uh, goes to work one day, and everyone starts going crazy outside. And we find out that it's a virus that is being spread through the English language. So people start losing their minds when they <clears throat> start hearing certain words, words of affection. And, yeah, it goes from there. That's my brief intro. Discuss! Discuss. I have a question. Yes. This is just a question. It sounds with. like it's going to be an attack. No, it's not. It's on. an actual question. Do you know at the start of the film? Yes. After he's finished his phone call and that woman comes up to the window? Yes. What's she saying? I think she's repeating what he says in the car as far as I'm She aware. does that when he walks away and he's like, who are you? But she comes to yeah, and she... and she's saying like a one word. He can't hear her because he winds down the yeah. he winds down the window yeah. and then by that point she's walking away it's kind of mute. It's kind and she's of muted. His words. And then she takes yeah. yeah. I really want to know what she's saying. If anyone knows what she's saying, will you let us know? Kebab. I think she kebab. 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 Well I was thinking, is it hell? But then I thought mm. Did she ever squeeze you? Was it window screen? <laughs> <laughs> Clean your window, sir. <laughs> anyway, I think um, we're introduced to Grandmazzy, and I think we're instantly introduced to Grandmazzy as being a bit of a prick, am I right? He's a bit of a prick, yeah. yeah. We've got but a, lot a lovable prick. We have a lot of prickish people in these, yeah. in these film choices. No, but I think he's, like, he's actually grown up to be like a bit Prickly. of a douche, isn't he? I, I yeah. prefer the term Prickle. loose yeah. cannon. I like loose cannon as a term for Grandmazzy. But, you know... I, I like that he's a dick. He winds people up wrong way. He likes to throw in some truth bombs and No, he's he very much sees himself somewhere between shock jock and Messiah yeah. complex in the in the same breath there. Which which to be honest is a look that Stephen McCatty is rocking. He rocks that look, he does it in most films that he's in his that's how I see him. He's really as, yeah, and as, that, as that's kind of slightly prickly, argumentative character, I can't imagine anyone better for that role in this in this point. I find the whole radio station part <laughs> a little weird. It feels like he's been there for a very long time, but we know he's not been there for that long mm. because he's recently lost his job. But the way he acts, like the fact that it, the pre-recorded shows are his and he's got his posters up, Breakfast with Grant Mazzy and stuff, it's like it's almost as if he's established... He probably was in, at his old job. But, but in that sh- radio show, I mean... It's yeah, because if you've got the opportunity to get a radio DJ that's well-established elsewhere, you're going to brag about it when you get yeah, there. Yeah, you get it reported when a, big, when a big DJ moves stations. To a very tiny little station, but, which it must be. Because it's a little station in Canada with the looks so, it. So it's probably a big get for them to have someone like him I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying it feels like... He's established himself in that environment, that radio station, rather than a bigger one. Okay. Because it, like, like I say, it's all the pre-recorded shows. The the way the the interactions, 
but he's a complete douche and I just don't get like why they let him on air all I, the time. I really like the banter between them though. I yeah. like the so banter. I think it's really, really well written. It almost feels like first day banter. Rather no, than, no, I like, disagree. I just don't believe, I don't, I don't know, I just don't believe that they would have been still working together after that amount I, of time. I, the I banter, think, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the banter feels more like her being sick of his same shit. Yeah. Day yeah, on day. But tolerates it. I, I like the radio station as well. I like the fact we got this huge event, riots, all off screen, nothing mm. seen, and we got this self-contained little set with what we got two two free rooms max yeah that they, they use for oh, the right. shoot yeah you've got the recording studio and then you've got the outset and then you've got the bit where they go off like and the kitcheny bit they end up killing the kid which to be honest I'm going to touch upon it has been a big thing in all of these films in every single film we've picked a kid has died or been killed yes we, we may not have said it but Matt Damon's son died in Contagion oh no <laughs> <laughs> They kill a kid in this and... They kill a kid in all... A kid dies in all four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, We we are child killers. We're not. Jesus. No, we're not. (laughs) No, No, we're not. Um, No, but no, I like... I like like what you said. And I do think... Even though I, I didn't understand the relationship, I do like the relationship that they have. I love their relationship. I think it's... It's adorable whilst being... Like you said, she's very sick of his shit. And he knows just how to push her. He knows... I think he knows just how far to go. Yeah, there's there's a respect between them while they still while they still got that kind of, oh, Jesus, again, yeah. kind of attitude. I think from first watching it and re-watching it the other night, the, the initial thing that made me fall in love with Pontypool was I remember being a kid and waiting... Going to pick my mum up from work with my dad... And I was sat in the car waiting for it to finish. And the place of where she worked, I just kept saying it over and over again. And do you ever do it with a word where you feel like it totally loses meaning yep. the more times you say it? And when that happened with Pontypool, I was like, oh, okay, so this is, this is like that then. That's really cool. And that, and it's still, it's still a great concept for a film. I, I can't think of where it's been done in any other film to no. use words as a virus. I think... Not necessarily... Oh, no, it weren't words. It was... I'm thinking of antiviral, where it's a social media site. Um, But no, I can't think of one. No. With words. But again, if anyone can, let us know. I like the explanation as well, when they're talking about the people on air and the people who've passed, how it's it's all people they know. Like, the guy who's supposed to be up on the hill in helicopter... uh, Sorry, up in the air in helicopter ends up being on top of a hill and that's where he's getting all his yeah all his in his little from. car yeah and uh, it, it was horrible to hear him die i thought so i thought so obviously we've got like you said it's all enclosed so we're watching these and everything that we learn is through them yeah. and through ken to start with and i thought like there was so much fucking weight on the actor who plays Ken, yeah, because he's got to get literally he's got to get that message across to strike the fear in us as well. Mm. And I think he started awesome. Like his very first thing, I was like, "Oh yeah, he's doing so good." Yeah. And then the second time he come up, I would be like, "Oh no, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not scared anymore." <laughs> like he starts. 
he starts going a bit pantomime. Yeah, he goes at the end. Yeah, the entire movie almost at this point rests on you convincing us that what's going on out there is his, terrible. His reaction and the way he does it is very obviously it's very Waterworlds esque. The way the radio reports, yeah, the news reports, and that's the thing. It's gone. If this was a ra- if this was done just as a radio play, it would work just as well. Because you don't need you don't have any flashy visuals. Did you not say that this was from the book? I think the book's based on War of the Worlds. P- Pontypool changes everything. It's called, I think. Not sure, but initially the concept of the film. Or the concept that they had was to have it just play like, you know, like the sound bite that you see at the start. So just to play as that. And you only ever, you don't see any of the, any of the cast. You just hear him. And he mentions, I think you hear Sid, but they only ever mention Laurie and was the initial concept. So it was all just that. I don't know if you noticed, but I did. And I thought this was pretty cool. Um, when you're listening to the helicopter guy, um, if you look at the sound wave that they're showing you, it looks like a car driving through snow. It, okay. It's done in such a it's done in such a way that it reminded me like a car driving through heavy snow, which is obviously how he how it starts. And I thought that may have been a nice little connection. It'd have been interesting to hear it just with the one image because I don't know whether you two remember sound changes everything. From the short maybe, short film from Soho Horror Festival, but maybe the, that's why the way they took it from because it's called Pontypool changes everything. Yeah, so maybe that's, that's where that I came say, from. Do you I not remember it. Whether you remember that it's the one where the two the couple take drive the truck yes. out, yes, and they are then oh yes. they are then they are then attacked. Yes. But we don't see that. All we see we is the that. image around the the. Although it's not a fixed image because it pans around the area, but we don't see any of anything else. All that we have is the soundtrack laid over the top of those images. Did we see that at Soho? It was at Soho, yeah. yes. Yeah. Sure, I absolutely adored it. I yeah, it was fantastic. Brilliant. So yeah. I'd like, if Pondy Paul had tried done something similar, that would also be... Oh, and please check out that short because it is fantastic. And that probably is that probably is that might well be a link. I do think that the ending is... I know I'm skipping to the end, but I do think that the ending is brilliant. It's it's unresolved, <laughs> and it's a bit oh that it's unresolved because I'd like to know what happened. I'm hoping they survived and Pontypool two. No, it's well, Pontypoolia. don't even get me started on Pontypool two. Right, do not get me started because for about oh ten years now, no, it can't be. When was Pontypool made? Two thousand eight. So it could be ten years. Yeah, two thousand eighteen. For the longest time. <laughs> I've been waiting for Pontypool 2. It was rumoured to be in production. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a poster for it with birds. It looked amazing. And it's just never, never happened. I want my Pontypool 2. Give me my Pontypool 2. It's been years. It's been fucking years. Can I, I know you just jumped. I know you've jumped. I just want to, I'm just going to jump back for two seconds just because I think it's probably the funniest part in the movie. Okay. Uh, and it's definitely noteworthy. After, you know, like, all this shit's going off. And then Lawrence of Arabia music group comes in. <laughs> and they browned up the children. They have. They have. Yeah. For radio. Yeah. And oh then my they God, come God, in and they sing that god-awful song. I just thought, I, I just, I just don't understand that. <laughs> that it's, how happy, it's how happy they look as well when they're singing it. And the fact he didn't want to do it. And they're looking really shocked that he's swearing and all that. And... 
Yeah, I love that scene. It's, it's so funny. And then we get to see the child who later comes on. Yeah. The start of how it, the virus kicks in. Yes. Where, with the confusion. And then she ends up getting a bit, her brain's beating him. She does. And do you know what? That scene actually, it confuses me because he throws the kid and then he goes to stamp on it. And then it kind of cuts so you're just looking at the wall. And then you see it kind of like cuts again and then they're both there stamping. Did you, did, did you watch it recently? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got like him, then a blank, then the wall, and then them two. And this weird kind of cutting change. And then, and then they then proceed to blame each other for killing the kid. Well, they don't. They don't blame each other. She she's obviously messed up by it, as yeah. you would be, quite realistically. Um, but I think it's more that they're deciding who gets to kill the next one. I think that was the reason it all came up. They were talking about killing somebody else. They told him to go and kill the doctor. She said, yeah. "Go and kill the doctor," yeah. and he was like, "I'm not killing anyone." She's like, "You killed the kid." And he's like, "No, you killed the kid." Mm-hmm. They they were trying to pass the blame for child killing. Okay. Which is understandable. Yes. The yeah. child was mental, though. But that's not the point. It's a child. Talking so. about the doctor. Oh, my God. It could have been in Rocky Horror. <laughs> it was like a Rocky Horror. I put it's like a comedy performance. Um, but also, when he starts explaining things, I'm literally just like, seriously. Yeah. Be fair, he, dives in, he dives in from absolutely nowhere. Yeah. He's from, just, from an open he's window. Come, he's come, that's it, and he just comes barreling through our shop. Yeah. But he's, he's literally like a caricature of a foreign doctor. It was quite... He is, but I think that, again, that's part of Pontypool's charm. Um, comedy. It's got all the elements. It's, you've, you've got your horror side, you've got your comedy side, you've got your romantic side. It's got everything. And that is where I'm going to come to my closing statement, I think. Whilst most virus films will dazzle you with medical crisis situations, Pontypool is a different badger entirely. Original, funny, heartfelt, with superb leads, Pontypool is a C-L-E-A-R-W-I-N-N-E-R. Clear winner. Hola. Now it's time for my film. Uh, hey, uh, that was a little clue there. I've gone for the 2007 Spanish found footage and virus yes. film, Wreck. So we've got Angela, Angela Manuel. She's a reporter. She works on a show called While You're Asleep. And literally they spend time with people who work hours when most people are in bed. So she's at fire station. And they go out to answer a call at a little uh, apartment building. And there's a viral outbreak in this apartment building where lots of bad things happen. And there's lots of screaming and blood. And it's fantastic. And it's Spanish. And it's everything. It is fantastic. I, I would agree with you on And that. it's Spanish. And it's everything. And it's Spanish. And everything. And it's Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me... I've got a little bit of thing for Spanish films. I don't know what it is. I love the language. I love the films. I love kind of the directions they mm-hmm. take. So, like, learn that if we ever throw any other competitions out there. Just saying. Um, <laughs> but, sure. yeah, but I also kind of, like, 
wreck for similar reasons where I liked Kidnapped. So I liked the start of it. I liked the whole mundane, like she's doing a job. It's yeah. not something that she's particularly that invested in. I think it's more a stepping stone to a better career is what I get from her. Oh, I did not get that. See, you, you, I think you've, <coughs> you've read into that way more than I would. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought she were quite enjoying her job. She seemed to be having a good <laughs> Yeah, she seemed to be really upbeat with it. Yeah, but, you know, there's some times where she's, like, clearly bored. And a biggest thing on that night, even though she says it repeatedly, mm-hmm. I don't really want anything bad to happen, but wouldn't it be good yeah. if we could go out with you and actually get some real footage? Mm. Basically, she wants something a little bit more exciting and a little bit more important. She got it, baby. Oh, yes, she did, in tenfold. That's she un- will regret the day. That's understandable for me. I say, I don't think that that's anything towards her, though. If you have a job where you do go, oh, I'm going to follow you around all night and nothing happens, yeah. then, yeah, then you would want any, absolutely anything to no, happen. But that's what I mean. I don't, I don't, it's quite a mundane job, and I think she would prefer something a bit bigger and to get out there a bit more. Yeah. And probably not to have to work the night shift as well. Fair point, fair point. Um, but yeah, so they, she's assigned a couple of fire officers to go with, and then they go out to a call to that apartment block. Things do take a massive, like, dark yeah. turn. And it, it kind of builds up quite quickly. It, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. I mean, after... <laughs> They have to ramp it up quickly. Quickly, it's got a really tight running time. It does. Yeah. I, I think that tight running time works for it because I think if you're sitting any longer watching a film footage, I think you just get a bit. Mm. I'm not saying I'm limiting myself to film footage and the times that they run on. I've seen plenty of found footage films that go on forever. I just, I just think for this, it works. It works in its favour. Mm. So I think we get his first shot when we first meet the old woman. Like so, we go upstairs uh, and we meet the old. We see the old woman for the first time, mm. and it, initially, so the first time I saw this, I, I knew it. Were, I knew it were about a virus. I knew they were going to be like zombified, but I, like I just didn't. I didn't expect it. Okay. So like, because she, she's an old woman, mm. you know, like films tend to not use old women and children as like yeah. the scary things. They tend to use like something that's typically like looks more powerful than you will be yeah to to instill that fear so the fact that she's an old woman and she's like she looks scared to start with as if yeah. she didn't know what's going on um i didn't i thought when i first watched it, i thought she was going to be a victim I, I think it works for her that she is infected because um obviously she is she's an old woman and they have her running quite fast and I think to show that superhuman strength, yeah. So in that you know, even if it infects someone elderly, they're going to be acting like, like the same. Yeah, right. I like it, and I like um, because it's shot like as found footage. Mm. I mean, I don't know, I don't know about cuts and stuff. I tried to find out like how they shot it and how many cuts there were and how many takes. But you know, like typically, like with effects and stuff, yeah. Like you can almost see cuts or see where effects are going, but. It was such a. It always feels like such a tight close up camera that when like she attacks and bites and mm. stuff, it's almost hard to see where they kind of cut it to. It's easy to do though because of the chaos that's going on. You know, you you your camera angles are quite jagged. Mm. Now, the, 
Yeah, yeah, kind of jarring, yeah. kind of shaky cam. Yeah. So you could have done a cut and you might have just missed it. Yeah. The problem well, with found footage is always the fact that he keeps... I know they explain away the fact that he keeps the camera rolling because it's a case of, oh, we need to keep filming everything. But he gets attacked and still camera in his hand, doesn't drop it. The bit that became a problem for me with that is where she's getting filmed in the apartment. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about the end, but it is right at the end where she's in the apartment and she's looking at the newspaper clippings on the wall, mm-hmm. but so is he when it's away. She's got no light to look there, but manages to find these. When he takes the light away, she's yeah. in the dark reading these newspaper clippings. She has no light. I didn't notice that. But then she's like, oh, no, look at this. How did you find it? You're in the I dark. I, I honestly didn't notice that. And as well, when they're trying to get out of the apartment... He's literally walking backwards filming her like that because it's all still on her. In in the night mode, it's on her. So he must be walking back filming. I think they're walking forward. I think she's walking backwards. No, she's says, walking forwards. He's literally going like that. Sorry, you can't see what I'm doing. Yeah. But I don't know if that might be a trick because I'm sure he says, take my hand and I'll lead, I'll lead the way. Well, so he, he might, might be walking he back. He was looking the wrong way. But... Either way. Yeah. Um, that was the only time small, it, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was the only time it became a problem. <laughs> no, 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 it's fair enough. I, I, I didn't notice that. Mm. But obviously, when I was watching it, I'm watching this as my favourite. Yeah, yeah. Like, of that genre. So yeah. I weren't really looking for to pick to find flaws. I was looking to find things that were... No, no, I wasn't. No, 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 no I'm not criticising. It feels saying, like... No, I'm saying when I was watching yours, I was looking for both positive and negatives. Yeah. In mine, I was looking more for positive, so that okay. could trick, uh, com- not trick, but convince Oh, <laughs> oh, right. But to um. convince everybody why I think Rick's the best. So I weren't really looking for some of the flaws. I mean, there are some, I'm not going to lie, I'm not stupid, every film's got its flaws. Like, you know, they just do. Yeah, that's but, um, but I, I was trying to just ignore them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, really, I, really, <laughs> I didn't really pay much attention to it. I mean, I really, I really enjoyed Rick, as I say, Tight in Time. I liked... All the visual stuff. I like the zombies. I like the attacks. All the bites. All the special. All the all the makeup looked absolutely brilliant. And I like Alex splatting onto the floor from yeah. the uh, from the top balcony as well. The firefighter. Yes. It's a little tidbit there for you, just so you know. Um, that scene. There's that scene. The scene going off before he drops. Yes. That's the scene that the cast were aware of. They had no idea that the body were going to drop down the fire escape. Uh, down the stairs. So when his body hits the floor, their reactions are their actual reactions. So it's a one take. Shh, what the fuck? So um, did they drop a dummy? Was it a dummy? They have dropped a dummy. I was gonna say they yeah. wouldn't drop the act. They wouldn't drop the actor. No, they have the dropped couple. a dummy for the take, <laughs> and then they'll have cut and yeah, they swap the I dummy know, for the I man. Know, know. Yeah, but the actual dropping and him in the floor. That's all kind of. They weren't aware that were going to happen. Spanish cinema is going through an alarm <laughs> of actors. But, um, but yeah, the directors also held most of the script back so that the cast didn't know the fates mm. of their own characters until it happened. Yeah. Um, which I think's a fucking awesome thing to do. It, it makes me think of like Blair Witch and stuff like that, where, you know, we've not got a full script, so... His, you don't really know what's happening until yeah. you're told. Yeah, it's basically improv. It's yeah. a case of, okay, so you're in this room, you're scared, and yeah. 
you're gonna find you're gonna find out now that there's their version of their disease control of tending yeah. the building. Go. No, and actually, again, with most of the cast, most of the cast are relatively unknown. Yeah. Um, or were relatively unknown, but they were all employed for their improvisational skills. Oh, okay. Um, so they they're probably from an improv background, um, except for Angela, so she's a legit TV reporter. Oh. So that's what she would do in at the time that she made the film, I think. Oh, you see, that could job. be interesting in terms of marketing. <coughs> you know, you could market it as a... They could have actually done a really cool, I'm going to be doing a new TV show called While We're Asleep or something, yeah. and then release like, the film, that like, been, cut yeah. off air. Um, Genius marketing. Yeah, I think so. That it used a lot. I think the film itself used a lot of tricks to keep... It feels fresh and it feels, like, tense because... It's that's the way the cast felt because yeah. they weren't really given much time to know what was really happening. So, like their emotions and the feelings, especially like with bodies dropping and stuff, mm. where that's as it was. Um, there is a lot of screaming, yeah. as you'd expect. There is a lot of screaming, and it's shot in chronological order as well. So, yeah, they they're not going back and forth and having to work on different like you know they're not doing a death scene and then going back and doing fire stations. Yeah. The 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 literally the the journey they're taking, were it, they've taken the same journey that they're projecting towards. Yeah. yeah, which I think is really cool. I I think Angela <coughs> screams a lot. I think she screams where she shouldn't be screaming. It's it's very Texas Chainsaw, and I love Texas Chainsaw, one of my favorite films. But be quiet for a minute. Just be quiet. Yeah, I think I like. I like Angela. I like the character. I like them all. But she seems to take this weird kind of... Her journey seems to be a bit bizarre. It's like she's like this young, fresh, kind of... Like, carefree, ambitious girl to start with. She seeks an opportunity and then she suddenly becomes a little bit like, make sure you get this. I want to see this. I want to make sure we've got it. Mm. Into this, like, wounded power woman. Into a gibbering mess. Yeah. She kind of like... Goes on a on a bit of a journey. I suppose she'll have peaks and troughs if that <coughs> happens to you though. Yeah. As you said though, if she's been stuck doing this after hours or while you're asleep, sorry, TV show and she sees it, maybe she is a case of right, make sure you do get all this. This is my shot. Yeah. This is my chance actually. Make it. I like the way I do like while while I was moaning about them constantly filming. I do like the interviews and I did find it really Oddly off putting though, because the elderly, not the not the one with the wife, the elderly Caesar, Caesar. The, the one who's lived I, with his mum until she died. I he, call I call him pencil tash. The friend looked, of Dorothy. He looked, <laughs> yeah. he looked a lot like a Spanish Jerry Stiller. Yeah, he which, did. Yeah, <coughs> I can see put, that. Which put me really put me off. I like the interview with the elderly couple. How he's like, oh, I've not really got anything to say. She starts talking. He's like, will you let me speak? He's like, I didn't know what to say a minute ago. Yeah, they made me laugh. The only, the only bit that, as I say, piecing together the story with that was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. I did not enjoy when they get into the penthouse and they plaster the newspaper clippings all over the, over the wall and find the tape deck. See? Yeah. I think that becomes more... This is where I'm understandable not, in part two. I became I well yeah because if you're going on this as a standalone film, I became confused at yeah. this point and went, well, hang on, is it virus or is it possession 
What are you trying to do here? It's definitely... I, I believe it's a man-made virus. Yeah. So the guy, the person who lived in that building made the virus. Obviously infected the dog. But I don't know if you, they were aware how it would transfer yeah. or pass. I'm not sure, but I believe that that's what the person was doing. Yeah. Um, and again, the poor poor Chinese residents get blamed straight away. Oh, it's them and their fish. Like, hang on. We were just talking about a dog a minute ago. Again, paranoia. Why are we not, why are we not like, you know? Paranoia again running through another It does, it, yeah. Though. And also, it's easy to blame somebody who's different to you. So, they were in a Spanish neighbourhood with a, a Japanese family. Yeah. Who, who are we going to blame? Oh, sorry, like, I thought they were Chinese, sorry. Um, I think they're called... I actually... Because in the film, hardly anyone's... Like, you don't really learn everyone's name. No. And they're not even credited with the names. So they are, I believe, credited as Japanese and Japanese, so Japanese man, Japanese woman. Oh, okay. I believe, yeah. Yeah, Nino Japanese, Japanese. So I assume that is Japanese something or other. Yeah. Japanese. Yeah. I, I think it's like Japanese man, Japanese woman. Yeah. It's like the, the mother, what you call a Karen. She's a total Karen. Is actually just Madre Hysterica, hysterical mother. Like because she, we she, we never hear her name. She is straight off the bat. Is like, well, I'm gonna get compensation for this. Gonna sue him. Like Karen. And that's just a quick introduction into our kid again. Yeah. Um, another kid, another outbreak, another kid. This time, this one's vicious. Pontypool girl with vicious. She's quite good though. This she one. is, she's really good. As as far as kiddie actors go, when she were a zombie yeah. or infected, she were quite good. She's really she's really good with the interview. There's I find there's an unintentional comic moment with her when she turns. If when she goes to run to the stairs, if that was an adult, they'd clear that in no time at all and they'd be off. <laughs> because she's little it takes a good 30 seconds to make it that first flight of stairs. Yeah. They'll they have to stand for quite a while watching so that they can be the quick chaser. Go, 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 go. <laughs> That's quite oh, funny. Boy, she should have, like, ran up on, like, hands and... Yeah, yeah, all, legs yeah. or they should have just cut cut to, the, cut to them and then cut back and she could have been up yeah. at the top of the stairs without slowly climbing. That's just a little yeah. thing. So, I think what's cool as well, so part of the reason why I like this film is that we premature dies. Yeah. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a massive happy ending fan. I kind of like things to be a bit rough. So mm. the fact that we get, you know, Angela ends up being chased into the penthouse block and the, the rest of the residents is an awesome scene. I've just got to say it, where they look down over the stairs. Yeah. And all of the infected are looking. That up is a good. I've got that angles. in my notes. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's uh, made me think of demons, which makes me go, yes, love it. Um, yeah, then we get Angela in the penthouse. The, the newspaper things are a bit odd. I don't fully get it myself. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know what he's trying to do there. I mean, obviously, could... the kid in the attic is the kid that they're talking well, about. Well, there's a kid, but then there's like the woman, um, the tall, long armed, which reminded woman. me of Deborah Logan. Yeah, it reminded me of taking a Deborah and Logan. I thought it was the guy who plays like Pan's Labyrinth Duke who did Jones. that character, but I can't I don't think it is, is it? No. I, I thought it were. No. Is it maybe in quarantine, maybe in the remake. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I also like in the acting again, another little tidbit, 
when they actually go into night mode vision, mm. they that's literally how he's filming. So they are in pitch black. Oh, okay. So she hasn't got a clue where she's going. I know, I know, I know she hasn't got a clue where she's going. Yeah. I know she's in a foreign place, not Spain. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is in Spain. Oh, yeah. That's she's foreign in... to us, not yeah. to her. Uh, yeah. No, but um, <laughs> as with um, as with Don't Breathe, I refuse to believe that you can't sense somebody close to you because she was moving her arms about frantically and even in the dark, you can still see to some extent. So just earlier, I were outside and uh, you were washing your hands and you were stood at the kitchen window washing your hands and I was stood right up against the kitchen window and you did not see me. Oh. You washed your hands. Thank you for that nightmare around. fuel. <laughs> you then Cheers. walked around in the kitchen and I was stood there for ages and then I had to give up. I'm like, I should not see her. So I believe you can. There's a be pane of glass in between us. There's so. a bright light. <laughs> and I was like practically like stood face to face with you. That makes me yeah. freak how many people might have been up to our kitchen window yeah. and just watched me do the box. But <laughs> when it is properly, when it is genuinely no light source. It is, but you can't. You yeah, can't you, you lose your senses. Mm. When you're not expecting something as well like that, you weren't expecting anyone to be, like, up against you when you see. You're not thinking about it. But, yeah, so I think that was quite cool. And then, obviously, you get, for me, the best shot of the entire movie when she's laid, when he gets killed, the cameraman, mm. and then the camera's in front of her and she's laid in front of the camera and then she just gets dragged back into yeah, the darkness. Yeah, that is great. It's the best... I think it's one of the best pieces of cinema there Bold. is. Bold that scene, I absolutely love it. Okay. It, like, gets me. Right, so just to round it up, I'll give my summary why Wreck should win. Uh, so Wreck is, it's a masterpiece in cinema. It's full on, it's in your face, it's, it, it pushes boundaries, it pushes limits, it makes you question, you know, your neighbours, it makes you question reality uh, it makes you question everything and um it's spanish and it's excellent and it's everything moving on to our last choice uh the listeners choice 28 days later brilliant film absolutely fantastic um it's it's quite evident why this one was chosen. Uh, it's been a staple virus film for years. It's considered a classic. It's got some brilliant performances in it. Brilliant story. If you're not aware of what happens, it starts off with some activists going into a laboratory and um, releasing some monkeys that, be, that have been infected with rage. We never actually get an explanation as to why this has been done, but it's by the by. Um, and then we focus on Jim who wakes up in a hospital 28 days later with no one around him, not a soul, um, finds out that people have been wiped out by the virus and just tries to survive with the people he meets. Played by brilliant Killian Murphy. Is that you pronounce it, Killian? I think so. I'm pretty sure. So when we're a road, when we're a road trip movie with zombies, essentially. yes. yes. Yeah. I completely, again, I put this on and the um, activist scene come on and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Is this the wrong day? I completely forgot 
that that scene existed in this film. Really? Yeah. My <laughs> memory starts with him waking up in hospital. I mean, you could have done it that way. I, I don't... You know, it's just to give you a bit of an explanation as to why it happened. But I think you could easily remove that and just have it as a movie where he wakes up and yeah. is on his own. I mean, I don't think you always need an explanation. You don't. I just don't know why monkeys would be infected with rage. I think they were making them angry. Yeah, but why? <laughs> David, he, he says, he says, do, do overcome, you must first understand or something along that, those kind of lines. So they're looking to eliminate rage completely, but only by infecting animals and testing and studying can you find a cure for it. Okay. Sometimes rage is good. Well, the fish because fucking face ripped off. Well, yeah. You deserved it. She didn't deserve it. She was trying to rest through the monkeys. But you could see there was something wrong with him. It's her own stupid fault that she lets them go. I'm not going to let an animal out of a cage that clearly looks rabid. I'm not well, going to no, do no, that's true. Oh, stupid fault. And it's got that, that bit's got Noah Huntley in it as well. Right, it's, this this cast is like a who's who of soaps, UK soaps. Is it? You've got someone from EastEnders in it, you've got someone from Emmerdale in it. Yeah. But, I don't know yeah. who, but, but yeah. I don't think they are. Um, I guess the next big thing that we come across is um, Killian Murphy's cock. I know! <laughs> but I said. Immediately. I said as, I, as we were watching it, I do not remember seeing his cock in yeah. this film. We have blanked out Killian Murphy's cock. I'm, I'm sorry, Killian. I don't know why I blanked it out, but I did. I can't. I, I forgot it was in it. I mean, it's in it all the time, obviously. It's yeah, it's always there, but he didn't. <laughs> it yeah. just did. But just like, you know. Yeah. I'm um, not expecting it. I, that's not the first big thing for me in the film. The first big thing for me in the film is the shot of the London Bridge. Completely clear. Anyone, oh yeah, I mean, no one around that comes after Dick Gate, but um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the most memorable first thing for me. I I think that entire walk through London is massively it is. impressive. It is so impressive. The fact that they do the aerial shots as well, mm. and you still can't see any movement or anything. The only thing that got me, it got me in the hospital, and it got me um in the streets where. We know that rage is about, and we know that rage people kill, by, and they also spew blood as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no blood anywhere. There's very little ways of bodies or anything. There's no blood and there's no bodies, yeah. Oh. So I suppose it makes that's because you know. people, I imagine, have flooded out of the city. I know, obviously, it's 28 days later, so you'd imagine if there's an initial rush and death, there may have been a clean-up operation that begin with before people then flooded out of the cities and they've had enough time to make the way and they've been in in the city when they've been putting up the posters so clearly they're not all getting but we've got an entire church filled with dead bodies maybe that's where they've been moving and cleaning streets trying to get maybe. the infection i just thought it was odd that the hospital because the hospital's been trashed for example mm. and it is abandoned and there's things being thrown over and they've actually locked him with the looks of it at the start they've locked him in the room and posted the keys under the door mm. so that he can get out yeah almost as if to protect him because yeah. if it were an evacuation they would have had time to move him true if it was a rush job yeah, can understand. yeah. I didn't think about that um, but I just say it was so clean and pristine but just things thrown away that just threw me a little bit but other than that like, the aerial shots yeah. are fantastic Apparently the shot on the bridge you were saying, Chris, was... Ridiculously early in the morning and they had coppers keeping the the people at home at that time in the morning 
I'm just like, using taxpayer money. Thank you very, <laughs> thank you very much. Cheers, Danny Boyle. I think I read that um, they had some of the cast daughters asking like people who were leaving nightclubs and stuff not to walk across bridges or go in certain ways because oh, okay. they were filming. And they responded a lot better to pretty girls than they did to anyone else. Oh, fair enough. Whatever, whatever you go do, I guess. Well, imagine if you wanted to go, you've been out all night or you've been working and you want to go home, they go, oh, no, could you just not use that direct route? You, you would probably be quite annoyed. Just swim through town, sure. And have a little morning swim. Um, yeah. I'm not saying you should swim in Thames, you shouldn't, that's gross. But... Everyone fears condoning swimming in the Thames. <laughs> Do it now. Um, so Jim's having a wander. He goes to the church. He does go to the church. Which is our first encounter with one of the rage zombies. Yep. I love how he punches that priest and then says, I'm sorry, Father. <laughs> he punches him, apologising. It's the Irishman in him. He's immediately, yeah. immediately, immediately had to apologise for punching a rabid priest. So when he leaves the church, um, he obviously happens upon... Selena. Selena. Well, he's getting chased, isn't he? By some rage people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they step in. And Selena yeah. and... Is it Nick? Nick? Noah Huntley. That's is that how it is? There's Noah Huntley, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mark. Emmerdale. Mark is the one, so Mark and Mark. Selena. Oh, close, though. It is Noah Huntley, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is Noah Huntley. Huntley. Yeah. So, yeah, so they save poor old Jim mm. from... Being killed, they wander off to find check on Jim's parents. When they end up at Jim's parents, he's looking at a picture on the fridge and he's got that little candle. Yeah. And the infected see the candle and smash through the windows and then they yeah. have to move on and that's when they happen upon the tower block. Yeah. Um they, they see the tower block from big flashing lights. But that one little candle attracted it's... a because attracted them. I think it's because they're in a residential area, and so it'll be. And I think it will create trees. So it'll be quite dark around there at night time. So that one light probably does emit a lot of light. No, fuck that. No, um, I'm not having that. What no. I loved, um, you see it from Selena before, but like when Noah Huntley gets bit, and she yeah. just like she just like kills him. She doesn't oh yeah. Fuck. There's no. She doesn't hesitate. She's just like bam, bam, bam. In a heartbeat, I'll kill whoever. That obviously to, leads on to, to a feeling for Jim later on because yeah. she does hesitate. But yes. I do love that kind of like cold, no shit's given. Yeah. I'm out to survive this. Attitude. I don't know, she comes across as a bit. Oh. Well, often, I think quite often in these films, you'll see a female character relying on men where she's very much, I can take care of myself. Yeah. Which I think is. I'm not going to say groundbreaking, mm. but I think, you know, for... Which is then ruined, though, by her being saved by Jim at the end. Her needing yeah. saving by Jim at the end. Yeah, but she didn't need saving. She was... She she she, she probably would have done it she herself. Was, she was ready to kill him. Yeah, she, she she would have had a plan. Now, obviously, in 28 Days Later, we've got another kid death in there as well. We do. Jim so kills a kid. We, we do. He does when they stop off, when they obviously, they're heading up to the military outpost they find yeah. on the... Radio. Just before, I, w- I want to comment on that though. They stopped the stock up on supplies. Yeah. So, rage virus has torn the country apart. Everything is being ransacked, apart from an absolutely pristine budgins. <laughs> yep. Fully stocked. Fully stocked. It doesn't yeah. even look like anyone's been shopping in there before. No. Um, it's probably also wise to point out that at this time it's not just Selena and Jim, but we've got um, Hannah and Frank. 
Oh, yes. are the ones who put the flashing lights in the tall building. Um, so Frank and Hannah, father and daughter team. If you want to know what Hannah's up to now, apparently she's in like a goth girl band. Be- she never would have acted again because she's fucking appalling oh, in this she film. Really, oh, bless her. Sorry, I hate bless to say her. it, but... I know, she is really terrible. Like, she, they were doing someone a favour there and casting, <laughs> like, a friend's kid or something, weren't they? They must have been... They must have been... There's, there's, there's far too many talented actresses she, out there. I don't know what her accent is. I don't know... Ugh. Like, but yeah. That budgins. Budgins. <laughs> The very first thing, and that's one of the things I wrote down. I was like, why is that shot like just normal? You see, I never picked up on it, but clearly you two are the. It's just really, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it's re- when, they're, when they're foraging and they've got no food and they're surviving on sweets and fizzy drinks to find a fully stocked <laughs> supermarket. I mean, we don't know if they had to stop at 20 other supermarkets before they got to that one, yeah. but it just. it. Is probably one of it's the most unbelievable thing in the movie, and I mean that like considering we've got zombies with rage virus running around. Just before we do get to the military base thing, um, we've got the scene in the tunnel. Yes. With the black cab changing of the tire, which is fucking so amazing, so tense, so terrifying, because you see them shadows coming around that corner, and you're like, fuck. Another uh, me referencing demons again. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> again, I saw that. I was like, oh my god, that's like demons. When I've, I've got a feeling demons up. might be one of your picks somewhere. I think mm, that's been. Hmm. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, demons is amazing. But we're talking about twenty eight days later. We are. Yes, the tire changing scene is brilliant. I mean, first of all, poor Hannah, covered in rats. All them rats. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, but I think if someone's coming to like rip you to pieces, then rats running over my face is the least of my worries. I'd rather have rat piss on me than you know have my insides pulled out. I just don't know. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just can't. I just don't know. I don't know. I can't. I've dealt with rats before, and they're not nice. It's not where nice. it, it's at this point as well. You see, I mean, you, you've seen a few of them. Come and attack them, but at this point they're in a group and it's scary and it's large. And apparently Danny Boyle hired athletes to actually do the uh, to be the infected because he wanted that stamina. He wanted yeah. them that superhuman strength. Sort and of thing. they can move in a way that yeah. regular people, like obviously athletes, do all sorts the, of gymnasts. The well. movement of how it fell <coughs> is obviously helped by the camera angles, which. I, I made myself laugh by saying it's got more jaunty angles than uh, Holmes Under the Hammer. Because <laughs> Holmes Under the Hammer is constantly <laughs> on an angle. I don't know why it is. But it fucking I is. actually like the camera angle. It just makes me film. laugh. You know the evaluations yeah. on when it's a, an angle. I always find it odd because like, I, I don't watch a film straight on. So I normally watch a film with a tilted head. Oh. So when they're tilted, I'm like... Oh. <laughs> I'm twisting my head even more. like... Is it straight? Is it me? There's absolutely no point in them bothering framing shots for you, is there? No. I'm, I'm trying to think of a film before. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm probably being ignorant and there probably are films out there, but the style it's filmed in felt new for me. It was... Is it, he... It was all a bit disorientating and quick and... Was it not one of the first films to be filmed on... Off, like not using real film, but using digital. That would be something I'd have to. I think it is. Yeah. Throwing that out there. If it in, you've just decided it is now. 
<laughs> no, I think I think he I think he took a step away from film and shot okay. digital. It works. Think, it works. I think really that's probably well for it. like I think they experimented a lot more. <coughs> yeah. Because of that, it works it for it. it probably really felt does. a little bit more free. I tell you what, I don't like when they stop at that um, like old place the outside. Field. Yeah. With the well, horses. Down with a picnic. Yeah. yeah. I don't like because you, you, that's when you can start seeing them becoming like, oh look at us, we're a family and we're happy. Like they've been together that's for like point. a day or something, it's two still, days. <coughs> but um, they do one of them fake cat scenes. Yes. And I I don't like fake cat scenes. Well, it's not a fake cat scene; it's a dream. Yeah, but it's like a fake cat scene because we don't know it's a dream until they wake him up. But mm. then they wake him up and they're all ready enough, and I'm like, why would you like like? Oh, you spend all this time together. You've got all this food. You know what everyone's going through. Why would you leave him to sleep while you're having your breakfast? Because he clearly needed sleep. Ready? They all needed sleep. It just, when, it just felt wrong, that yeah, scene. When stuff can go off at any moment, you're not going to go, right, better leave him. Better leave him yeah. fast asleep. Well, we could, well, we have some breakfast. Yeah. He had a nightmare last night. Let him sleep in. Bless his cotton socks. They're living a fucking nightmare. You're off his tits. So were they all? They all had the pills. She only had a quarter or whatever it was. Whatever. But yeah, so I guess um, we get to Manchester. Manchester's burning down. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Not fabulous. I don't mean... <laughs> I don't mean it's fabulous that Manchester's burning down. I mean, fabulous. We've got to where we're going and everything's gone to shit here as well. Um, and then we get to that... We get the Christopher Eccleston oh. leading the... Uh... Before Chris, we get Frank. Oh, we do get Frank. Frank sorry, oh, gets yeah, infected, Frank. and I think it's the best way to get infected. It is because it's yeah. yeah, the blood drop in the eyeball. Uh-huh. I, I genius. Yeah, loved it. It was loved that part. Yeah, but then we get to Christopher Eccleston. Who's a fucking raging the psychopath? All raging psychopaths. Him more so. I do you think? I yeah, there's that, that other soldier. He's like, he's the worst because he believes. Totally in what he's doing, he's got that complete sap, that complete clarity in what he's doing is the right thing. Yeah, to him. So ev- he's the most dangerous. Sorry, he's the most dangerous by Yeah, to him, everything outside of where they are has just fallen apart now, and there's no one else, and they're the only ones left, and they're gonna have to uh, reproduce to you know bring back civilization, sort of thing. Um, but it's when Jim sees the plane that he's like, well, no, that's not yeah. how it is. <laughs> there are still people out there. I, yeah, I think what he does as well, like when he when before he sends Jim off to get killed, basically, when he says, I promised him girls. And it's I've horrible, that is horrible. Yeah. So, so matter of fact take it about away. it as well. Yeah. And they've got a zombie chained up in the air. Uh, in the garden. Oh, yeah. Which, which I, I, I mean, I'm going to say, I, I did, being older watching it, I didn't know if that was a race thing. It felt like a race thing. Oh, I just felt like it were a nod towards, like, Day of the Dead or something, where they've got with where they chain the zombies yeah. up to. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was just a whole shackled around the neck thing. I don't know. I maybe mm. saw that wrong. No, I was having to think about this the other day when you said about racism with, with that. I've, I, it's a weird... I, I feel there's a... A commentary on British imperialism in that film with the army. They invade a new territory because that stately home isn't theirs. Mm. So they go, they invade, take over a territory. The land is full with full of what they'll view as savages, mm. which is obviously the rage, the rage carriers. The savage they've got of demonstrating demonstrating that is a black man they have chained up as a savage, 
And then one of the soldiers, when he comments, to say, oh, I'm going to rape the black one. So yeah, yeah. I, I, feel there, I feel there's a streak oh. of imperialism. But there's another black that. soldier. There is. And there's a like, Indian, Pakistani soldier as yeah, well. Yeah, but they, 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 they fought side by side with the British during imperialist yeah, times. I, I, I didn't get no element of race. I, I didn't when I first it. watched no. it. Absolutely didn't pick up on it at all. And I, I don't know if it's because I, I don't know. I watched um, Horror Noir the documentary mm-hmm. and it picks up on a lot of these things that you might not notice straight away in a film like as being racist or you know yeah I think there's an argument argument to be made that it can be viewed that way possibly yeah I guess our white privilege kind of yeah yeah stops us from seeing it what I would like to mention here sorry all that aside and this will please you um one of the, the soldiers in this scene is Stuart Macquarie. Uh, you'll have seen Stuart Macquarie in a lot of things. You just you won't have picked up on it. But Stuart Macquarie was in Isle of Dogs. No, Joe! Oh, fabulous. <laughs> Which one were you? Um, not the one who goes, oh, well, that'll get changed then. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure about in Isle of Dogs, but if you go on IMDb, you'll see it. I just thought I'd let you know that because I know how much you love Isle of Dogs. I do so. love Isle of Dogs. Yes. Andrew Hogg, I love Isle of Dogs. <laughs> That's who shouts Nodja. Nodja! Yeah, so we've just revealed Christopher Eccleston's a fucking psychopath yeah. and what they're going to use the women for. I think there's that scene, what I find quite interesting in the in the bathroom, that maybe this is a thing on gender. Um, when um, she convinces them to let them, to leave them alone so that she can help that girl yeah. get dressed. She goes to get tablets and the girl's like, are you trying to kill me? She's like, I'm just stopping you from caring. Like, Aww. as an acceptance of this yeah. is your fear. Yeah. Um, this is what your life's going to be like. So you are right. She isn't as strong as she makes out because... There's no plan. She, she had no plan no plans. Her plan was to protect mm. that girl and stop her from caring about what's going to happen to her. Mm. What I didn't get is why they suddenly ran back into the bathroom. I don't know. And not talk drugs out of the end. I don't know. Didn't get that. That whole scene where they, they end up, obviously, um, the majority of the soldiers become infected mm. and where they all just get torn to bits is fantastic. I love it, the bit where Killian Murphy comes back in yeah. and he's in the child's bedroom and one of the soldiers is hiding behind the bed and he just runs and leaves the door open and he just gets yeah. in and tears him a new one. I love that scene. I think it's interesting because Hannah's obviously tripping off her tits mm. at this point. Uh, she has that scene where she's that scene would have been so effective if they had if she could have pulled it off better. Sorry to have played Hannah. Um but do you know when she's saying they're dead, they're all dead in your maybe next. next. Yeah. That could have been so effective if there was some kind of emotion behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I did think were also when she's in bathroom and she hides behind that mirror and she's clinging on. Yeah. Um, I don't understand that mirror did tip. Yeah. But <laughs> it does look really it does look really good when it he's does, like walking does. up to the mirror yeah. and she's like clinging on behind for dear yeah. life. Um that's kind of cool. I mean eventually they get out, which is brilliant. They do, and Hannah saves the day. She does, she does. Yeah. Bursts through the gates and No, it's like she went because yeah, Freckleson's in back and she gets in car oh, yeah. reverses she, back. She, yeah. Oh, to let him get there, ripped yeah. out by zombies and then she's like, fuck you, mate, I'm off. <laughs> um and actually, that's she's really good at that part. Yeah, <laughs> but she's like 
oh, this, I sound like I'm being a dick and I don't want to be. When she's speaking, I'm lost because I don't feel like she's emoting. But when she's not speaking and she's emoting with her face, she's very strong. Yeah. So, so yeah, so they get away. And they end up on a rural farm and trying to get help. I'm not, I'm not sure at the end of it whether they are waiting for someone to come rescue them or they're just letting them know that they're alive. I feel they they want they're trying to get communication to the outside world. They don't want to just yeah, be but there. to be rescued to be rescued because to... they're still surrounded by even though they're in the countryside, they they're still they still run the risk of people with rage yeah. getting to them. Don't but they? you see you see them you see the infected dying at that point. But they're really dying thin. in rural like rural areas. Yeah. We don't know what it's like in urban areas. Yeah, we, true. You have to assume well, I mean, you do same, from twenty eight but... weeks later, but at this point, you don't. But 28 weeks later, Karen. Well, not there, though, were we? That's no. not happened yet. No, I know, that's what I'm So I'm not a fucking psychic. <laughs> anyway, I do uh, think they're trying to get rescued. I, do, I don't like the ending of the film. Oh, okay. I do. No. I think it works fine. Yeah. I don't like it. I, it's obviously done that way to be left open for a sequel. Well, how would you have liked um, it to have ended? Like, just die. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I would have liked, I would have liked something a little bit more clear-cut, like... Okay. Either for them to get away or or to not. Okay. I just don't like that, like that hopeful, that this, this feeling of hope and how happy they are. Um, do you think he saw us? <laughs> but yeah. But overall, obviously, there's no one to summarize the film for the public. Yeah. Overall, I'm not going to summarize it, but I will say it's pretty darn good. It is. It, it is. was a pretty good choice. It's that been you a game made. changer. For the genre, I reckon. Yep. So, and it's, yeah. it's probably going to be a game changer for us when we go live with his vote. Yeah, I reckon so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful segue, guys. And thank you, everyone, for listening and chiming in with your opinions and picks for our best viral film. Voting is now open. As you hear this episode, the poll will be up. So please vote. Let us know why you voted the way you have. We'll be back with the results show next Tuesday and we will leave all our social details in a nice message from Mercer after this. So thank you very much. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye Adios. To keep up to date with everything we're doing or if you want to contact us at all, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Letterboxd by searching for I Spit on Your Grids, Twitter by searching for the handle at SpitGrids, or you can email us on electricpossums at gmail.com.